bastard job.
Hello, hello, and how's everybody doing? Welcome to Therapy of the Absurd, episode 37. And that's the first time I'm being a girl. Hey there. (laughs) Hello, hello. Hi, Dana. Hey, Ed. How are you, brother? What's up? I'm good. It's been a long time. It's been been, 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 a minute. My neighbors are noisy. I've been missing you. Good to see you, sir. I'm I'm glad to be on again. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dark room. We didn't, we didn't get this here together. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> trying, trying to get it together now. It's been a long afternoon. <laughs> long, and that's I feel like a stroke victim trying to figure it out because it's always baffling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was I gonna say? Just a long what's day. Really going, what, <laughs> what's one. really going on? Long day. Good one. Overcast. Um, Comedy showcase um, for those of us who finished our Judy Carter um, installment this go round. Um, pretty awesome stuff. Um, I'm scared to watch my setback, but I got to do it. Um, I always record because you have to. Um, and then after that, we kind of went into lazy hazy. We had an after party. Then we had an after after party. I met um, nice. Michelle Ballon. Like she was on oh, last time. Yeah. Have you guys heard of her before? I'm not. I was Michelle Ballon. Yeah, I seen her on the show. So she came on Clubhouse yeah. part of the room, but there was a great room. Um, and I hope y'all can't hear it in the background. I turned it room down super low, but there's a great room running on Clubhouse right now called Ask Brown Comedians Anything, but it's specifically hosted by the female brown comedians. And it's a real oh, I've seen that. And, yes, um, and it. it's like so I, I don't even know if Fizza is in there. Fizza Dasani, who has gotten gotten really popular um and leading that charge. But interestingly enough, like I was like I, a woman, an African-American woman asked the question, but I felt like I wanted to answer. And I was yeah. like, hey, is it okay for me to chime in? Like, because am I considered brown or do y'all still consider me black? Or am I brown because I'm brown? Or are we just talking about South? Like, I realized in that moment, I was like, I'm nervous. I'm shook because I don't know if it's, you know, but, but when I was, <laughs> you know, when I went to speak, they were like, yeah, then go ahead. So I answered, but I was still thinking, but I got questions for y'all. Like, I am I brown? Like, yeah. am, I, am I in the, is, do I get a ticket to the cookout? Like, do I, you know, can I come? Yeah. Can I come? Are we having, you know, masala? What, you know, uh, tiki masala chicken? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but it was a great, you know, just uh, an African-American female comedian asked, I guess, yeah. everybody. And I'm sure she was interested in the the, the brown women. I guess, and I'll say South Pacific. Island, like, I don't know. No, I, I shouldn't even say that because that's yeah. not right. Because it's also there were Arab women on there and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And do we feel pressured to talk about issues around race and around specific? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I said, interestingly enough, whatever I'm trying to talk about is what I'm trying to talk about, whatever I'm affected by. So I talked about Harriet Tubman, George Floyd, whatever. I said, but then, you know, I was in a class and I was interested, I was actually put under the pressure to not go outside of myself for what I'm dealing with as an African-American, but to just talk about the experience of being an African-American woman, I said, and quite frankly, I'm kind of mm. glad because I hadn't really figured out how to broach it. And now I've got some great material. So I said, I think the key yeah. is to know that it is my honor, my privilege to be able to have this conversation and to, of course, give you guys the experience. I said, but if I want to talk about whole phases and menopause, which don't have, <laughs> you know, a color, then I'm going to talk, you know, or a culture, you know, uh, then I'm going to talk yeah. about that too. But um, it's just a great conversation. <laughs> I guess it's a very Pangean theory type of, um, I guess, description that I've gotten to know about it because depending on, um, I guess, a lot of DNA tests nowadays, but like I'm, I'm considered like what, maybe like a third of Northern African because of my Iberian ancestry. And I didn't even know that until I yeah it was it was Cameroonian and uh, indigenous people of Bantu in North mm-hmm. Africa, 
And I'm just like, wow, that makes a lot of sense because I don't know. I just, I growing up in LA, I just never had, I never skipped a step with anybody uh, of any race, color or, or, or creed. And uh, the, the one people, I mean, no, no offense to Dan, <laughs> that I had to kind of like get to know and uh, crazy white like, people. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, like, God damn it. Not, in LA. Like, yeah. just like, <laughs> well, you know, the, like in the West side, like Beverly Hills. Um, Cause it's a mixture of like, like Iranian American. Uh, but then you get the, you know, the, the the yuppies as I like to refer oh, them, and then they're driving the nice cars. No, well, I, that came later with the nightclub. So I feel like that. I feel like yeah. when you did that, I thought Armenians, and it's no this. Um, and that would be Pangean. Well, yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> and listen, you sexual you would that be Pangean with a G or Pangean with a J? Like I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm over here on Google, like Pangean, oh, yeah. P A N. It's with a G. Yeah, I, with I, a G. I, mean, I found it. I found it. I was like, but he's just whipping yeah, out and, um, scholar words. He's just whipping out scholar words on it. <laughs> It's crazy though. I'm sure Stefan has seen it where like they actually show 3D image of how it happened. Mm-hmm. And but the epicenter was Africa. That's what wound up being uh the center of life. And of course, how these, you know, Dan's oh. talked about the biblical things before and mm-hmm. and how it you know, melanin rich people are the way they look. And then there's like people like me and oh. Dan that are de- and and Stefan that are deficient. But if you look at our DNA our actual ones and zeros in our blood like yeah it it, it stemmed from there and it, it's crazy to even know that so i'm like 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 one day you wake yeah. up and you look over the water and you go hey dave your house is over there now yeah <laughs> you look different yeah First of all, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I fear for California with the San Andreas fault. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been trying to tell so. y'all about uh, about where everybody come from. And Darth Vader told y'all he tried to make the the dark side enticing. Y'all didn't believe Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Do you think but, that Darth Vader's really into like non-contact choke sex? <laughs> Okay, I don't. I don't even know how. To <laughs> I was making a completely different. Oh. Like, we, okay. Um, cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Non-contact choking for me. Like, yeah. Um, that's too much force. That doesn't sound consensual, Dan. Okay. Sound that's that's a lot, man. That's, uh, <laughs> that's too much force. It takes at least a year before you build up to that. Oh, but okay. it's funny, you, you mentioned the Bible. I do like. I have been like yeah. down a rabbit hole to make sure that I am absolutely clear about what is going on in Gaza and Tel Aviv and all of the yeah. Because they like right now today, it you know it appears that the Israeli military is blowing Gaza the fuck up. Just wow. you know, yeah, they're, they're know, the aggressor. I mean, it's okay to call them that right now. So right, and I know that Hamas is a problem, but I just my issue is that yeah. too many civilians are losing lives, and I feel like. You know, like, yeah. so this, and this is what I was in a clubhouse room today, and I'm actually working on the bit, but I'm just being very careful. And actually, I'm even, you know, but I said, but to me, this is what I understand as someone who studied, you know, kind of on the scholarly side, 1948. First of all, we know that, well, let me be careful. The Bible is not written as a world history book. Let's start. Correct. All right. We just yeah. lost a third of our viewers. <laughs> right. So it's not written as a world history book, but there are certainly intersections of what was going on in the world and yeah. you know the lore of biblical times and what they were trying to teach by telling the stories that were told. What we do know is that there were kingdoms, there were 12 tribes, 
uh, 10 were lost. There was a Northern and a Southern. Everybody got pulled out and had to be in exile. And there was no more Israel as, you know, in terms of land. So fast forward, 1948, the UN, America, all these folks get to, you know, get together and decide, well, we think we can help. If we annex this plot of land for you guys to be safe mm -hmm. from, you know, from, uh, you know, as, as a refugee, a refuge from World War II, then you guys can yeah. be here. But my whole thing is. We were thinking Miami, actually. So, <laughs> But my concern is this. So now, and I feel like the U.S., so we, the U.S. to me basically did a Native, a Native American thing. We, gonna, we, know, we know people yeah. already live here. We know that. But we're going to annex their space and then we're going to leave mm -hmm. y'all to fight it out till the end of fucking time. And I feel as, I feel as though while no one is going to have that conversation or whatever, I feel like these folks are going down in flames on both sides because I was raised in the 70s to think that Palestine was the aggressor. And I'm not saying that they were or they weren't, but that's at yeah. least how it was reported when I was a kid. But now clearly, you know, the, the Israeli military is the strong arm and they are yeah. snatching wigs like nobody's fucking like, I mean, how like how I can't even conceive of like half my house being annexed to another yeah. family and we all got to live there together and we are in straight conflicts. They you know, like and I just feel like mm -hmm. this is a mess that that the U.N., the U.S. and all mm -hmm. these folks who don't have to live there and deal with none of it created in 48 exactly. And now these people have to pay for that foolishness. And then, I mean, I it's just crazy. So I just, so that's what I've been dealing with. And I was like, I don't even know. Here's the thing in this town, you know, they, the uh, J Twitter, I didn't know. Did y'all know there was a J Twitter? Did y'all know that? No. What's a J Twitter? No. So there's, a, okay, well, first of all, Jewish, know Jewish Twitter. Yeah. Right. Jewish Twitter. Did y'all know there's a black Twitter? Like, I, yeah. obviously, I know about black Twitter. Oh, I knew about black Twitter. Come on. <laughs> right, right, right. So, did y'all know? So, so there's a I black Twitter. I know there's a Twitter. There's a black Twitter. <laughs> black Twitter. Black Twitter talks about Blue Ivy bad, and you know, and and yeah. then wants to kiss Jay Z's ass later. So Black Twitter is a whole their own situation. But I just learned about Jay yeah. Twitter because Lakeith Stanfield was in a room where they were talking about Faircon, and he was modded but did not say anything. The conversation turned anti-Semitic. Wow. He never said anything, but Madison who apparently has contact with Jay Twitter came in the room and accused him of all kind of shit. And then the next day, all these news stories are reporting that he was modding an anti, um, an anti-Semitic room. And then I ended up in the clubhouse room the next day when Lakeith was like, basically there explaining himself and everybody was in the room trying to make peace. And he explained what happened. And then another person wow. who was in the room was just like, listen, this is exactly what happened. Lakeith did not say anything. Mm. Said, that woman came in here and what she wanted Lakeith to do was condemn the people and and whatever and he wouldn't do it although he wouldn't he wasn't for the conversation he just would not condemn yeah. the conversation and because he wouldn't then this woman she to me she was the one that threatened she was like well i'm gonna tell jay twitter threatened his career threatened his whatever and so you know it was just interesting so in all of this i just feel like wow in this situation the israeli military is clearly the aggressor clearly whatever i feel like if you all want to have a war, then let the Israeli military and Hamas fight it out military to military. Leave yeah. these mothers and these children and these leave these folks out of it. Yeah. Well, that's and guess that's, who's funny now. Guess who's funny now. Oh, right. well, we yeah. are. We're funding yeah. all that. That's and, where Texas is going and to. Biden is pretty much pledging his allegiance to the Israelis. 
Well, and I'm like, yeah. old brain. Like they do but, that still. And yeah. I'm not mad, but I'm just like, I understand that if you think that the, if you if you really believe that Israelis are on the side of of right in terms of repossessing land that y'all gave them in the first place, but are you so you're but you're not gonna condemn that they killing up children and grown you're not gonna exactly. condemn that. That's my and I'm not here thing. I'll vote for him again, but I'm gonna challenge that. I, I have an issue with that. So we were discussing all of that on Clubhouse, not in the room with the brown comedians because we kept it comic in there, but the room before. <laughs> and yeah. I think what Dan is trying to tell everybody is if you're gonna have an anti-Semitic room, don't promote it on J Twitter. It's not a good move. <laughs> <laughs> don't promote it. Lower. <laughs> The the thing is with uh and I, I follow uh you know homegirl AOC. Right. Um yeah, Biden that stated that is Israel has the right to defend itself, but that's just a blanket statement, as she said, because there's the context is not there because we were taught that Palestine was the bad people. Right. And um, but later you found out and you acknowledge, well, wait a minute, this Israel isn't technically a real country. Um, but all this, all this, the cycle of violence has been has been going on for what thirty plus years. I'm I'm the and, I am. It's been going on for more than more, like forty. Like I, I would imagine since forty eight, I would love to have had a, a bit yeah. of fun. like how's this going? How's this gonna work? Y'all gonna push these people in here? They gonna be great for a place to stay? But what about the people who already live here? What about them? Yeah, you know I know this. It's like it, it's like if we had an expulsion of comedians all of all of all of a sudden California, like where would we be put? We would be put like in a little kind of like in like a Native American reservation. We could only do stand up comedy in the Native American reservation. Yeah, right. fucked up that would be. Hold it's on. like I think it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like right now we have if you have Israel that's doing you know, um, acts of you know basically. Of ethnic cleansing is one way. I got a list. I got yeah. a list. Yeah. But then they don't like it's you know. But then they would you know not be happy if it happened to them. I'm like, wow, is this the Old Testament again? And that's um, great. <laughs> for those yeah. of you that have actually read it. This is about might because you wouldn't want it to, like if Palestine or whatever if they were coming at y'all like we ethnic cleansing y'all, you would be unhappy. So I'm just kind of yeah. like. Yeah. I, like uh, it's a it's my heart aches. I was in a room. Were yeah. playing, you know, they, I mean, literally, these all these folks were in, and they were literally. I said, "This is what I my bit started. The idea about my bit started because when I was in the room, it was basically like church with Arabs. They were in there praying the yeah. same way black folks pray, and they were praying. We may as yeah. well have been at a funeral. They were. I mean, tears. I've got moved, and I mean, I mean, and you know, inshallah, like you you could just hear it all around the room. And yeah. then after the prayer was over, okay, well, can you whatever? I don't know how you say sing a song in Arab, but they want Arab. They want I mean, yeah, in Arab. They want to sing. A song. But I was like, this black church. This is how we do it. This is how we do. It. We pray yeah. and cry yeah. and, we and then we sing. This is black church. Um, yeah. I grew up in Catholic. Pangean theory. I'm telling you, Pangean right, well, theory. Pangean theory on. Thank you. I, yeah, I grew up in a Catholic church where it was like this. This is one of the most boring yes. songs. Catholic and we'll great do it for the next five minutes. Amen. <laughs> oh man. I remember on, knee, younger, on your knee on your knees. <laughs> I remember uh I was that's dating this dating this uh, pretty lady uh in junior high and her mom's like, Yeah, you can stay for dinner and hang out, but uh you gotta start going to church with us. What excuse me? 
What happened? <laughs> uh, huh? After a while, the mom wouldn't let me date her daughter unless I started going to wow. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. I even explained really? I'm Buddhist, you know, and they're just like, okay, cool, man. Yeah, so uh, Sundays, be here Sundays, okay? Right. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. damn. What, what nationality was she? Was she uh, She was or? Peruvian. Peruvian. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're hardcore. No, no, Catholic, I'm sorry. Yeah. Costa Rican. I'm, I'm Costa sorry. Rican. She was Costa Rican. And yeah, I just yeah. remember that. I was like, oh, wow, your mom's really nice. She's like, yeah, you're not going to think so in about a week or two. And I, was, I didn't get what she meant by that. <laughs> and I come over one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Catholics could be looked at as colonizers. Like we always look at the European <laughs> countries, are. but Catholicism has run <laughs> rampant in this this moment. Yeah. They colonize us too, as far as I'm concerned, and that's a bit. All right, we got it. <laughs> no, no, nobody expects this position. Spanish Inquisition? Spanish Inquisition? No, that's that, now you're thinking the history of the world part one. The Inquisition. I, the Inquisition. I, I, I saw those in real time at the theater. That's been so long. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Some, yeah. some of it may may not, you know, go so well today, but actually if you watch it, it's all in love because you know Mel Brooks hey. was the guy trying to do say things that people were too afraid to say back then. <laughs> Even I wasn't I wasn't like trying to be I wanted to oh, be yeah. a filmmaker when I was a kid and possibly an actor. I certainly wasn't thinking yeah. about comedy, but I always thought I loved what I understood about Mel Brooks because I was still a y'all oh, yeah. watched it. I think y'all have yeah. watched his cult classics at a certain age. I'm looking at these things at through the lens of being 12 or 13. Yeah. So I don't have a way oh, to that's, yeah, I saw them when I was young too. Oh no, I, I watched yeah. History of the World Part One when I was 13 and oh, got in trouble for going around school going, it's good to be the king. So if you were 13, Gregory that was older than that. I don't know, but I just thought I thought Mel Books was great because anything that made no, no well, when I saw it, when mm -hmm. I saw it, I was 13 finally because I, I found the VHS tape. See, I'm, I'm at least that yeah. old. I found the VHS tape my parents had of History of the World Part One, and it also had Blazing Saddles on it. And oh. I watched those oh, quite yes. a bit. <laughs> I'm like, I, I checked this out. I watched Blazing Saddles with uh with my black homies from summer camp in 1991. And they were the ones that introduced it to me. And I'm just I didn't get some of the jokes right away. But they were explaining, they were telling me, like you're forcing, like, oh, this is this is satire, this is comedy. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't really into uh comedy back then, right? Early. And then after we watched that, then they popped in, watch this. And they're looking around to see if the parents were, were like in the area. Deaf comedy jam. I'm just like, oh, shit, should I be watching this shit? Obviously. Say a little of that again. Go back just a little bit. I was trying to look up what year it came out. 81. Got it. Okay. Say that again. You were saying you watched yeah, it with black homies. <laughs> Yeah, I was already in, uh, I remember it was Kelsey in LA. They had an N NYSPU sports program, whatever. And it was very diverse, right? Um, but we had like, you know, they reeled out the movie, whatever, with the with the tray and the big TV and the VHS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, they're like, just bring a movie, right? And these fools brought Blazing Saddles and like one of those recorded like uh, blanks uh, tapes that had no label on it, but they knew exactly what was in it. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, dude, these guys are bringing dirty movies to camp, dude. And then they they we watched Blazing Saddles. And at first I'm like, oh, this shit was going over my head. But they were explaining to me. They're like, oh, yeah, this is that. I'm like, okay, okay. And then movie got cut, whatever. And then they're like, all right, uh, camp supervisor's out. And he puts in the, I think it was Def Comedy Jam, of course, hosted by Martin Lawrence, but it was Garfield, uh, Chris Tucker, 
uh, Dave Chappelle. Wow. Oh, yeah, young that's the first, yeah, the first and, season, right? And that was, yeah, he would have been I've young. never oh, yeah. Steve Harvey. So to this day, I cannot see Steve Harvey as the host of Family Feud. In my in my head, when I see Steve oh. Harvey, I'm like, this guy's a savage on the Oh, mark, no, his man. early stuff is, is. really Yeah. I mean, the comedy just... shit he would do, damn, man. Oh, yeah, solid. Really... Solid gold right there. On Family but, Feud, I mean, the same thing over and over again. Let me say something sexually yeah, suggestive like, and then do this when they <laughs> respond as you expect. Yeah, you're gonna do the Steve Harvey face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it when there's Did some type of like sexual innuendo sexual he's trying to keep you PG? Yeah, like every question yeah. they do that now. It's it's weird because I'm just waiting for him to go full Jerry Springer. All right, this is our topless oh, question. Man. Ladies, let's go. Like <laughs> I've been wanting to audition for for the few with a couple of my family members just to meet him because he's such like at this point you can't he's you're never gonna meet him you never you probably be like with hundred feet within the guy right um but I, that's that's one comedian like that's on my bucket list to actually shake at least shake his hand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and say hi because ah man that guy made my childhood a riot man I used to love watching him him and Martin Lawrence. Course, oh, Martin, Martin. I'm never, I'm never gonna get to meet. You seen his guy. new comedy special? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, okay. I want a hard copy of that. You know, I don't know <laughs> if they even issue DVDs anymore, but oh I'm yeah, right. well, Blu-ray. One, they so. should be able to get a Blu-ray, right? Right. Some, some of that. Yeah, stuff, I think they so. Make, they make yeah. special deals with the streaming services now, where it's only on the streaming yeah. service. Hey, what was a Martin character from the show where he went all full dwarf with like the little suit to be a kid or something? Was it oh. Roscoe? Oh, that was, was um, it was uh, on the on the Martin show, uh, right, right. and he had boogers coming out right here. Yeah, that's not yeah, Roscoe. I think hilarious. Name. Pretty it was sure like, it was Roscoe. My, was it Roscoe? I, I think it was Roscoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sure? uh, my favorite character was Dragonfly Jones, though the karate the karate instructor. Oh, <laughs> oh I do man. remember that. Do you remember that, Dino, or you don't? I Dragonfly I Jones. Roscoe, Dragonfly Jones. I'm sure I saw, but like I was by then. Oh I my was gosh, that was my favorite. Oh, I mean, Shanae yeah. was my second favorite, obviously, right. but Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> That's when I discovered cough laughing when I was watching that episode. I was just like, "What is what's happening to my body?" And then my stomach started cramping up, and I'm like, "I can't." I had to stop. I was like hyperventilating from laughing so hard because you can clearly see he's laughing at he's laughing as he's performing, and you see the rest of the cast are just like trying not to do it. Oh, yeah. not to laugh. That's hard, bro. And I'm like, "That's hard, right there, man." And I'm just like. That used to happen to Carol Burnett a lot. Like if you really watch, yes, she they she would. Oh my god, you know. And I just love watching was, her go through that. Yeah, and even um, in stand up, like if if someone laughs at their own jokes, you know it's funny, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just caught caught on to that. I'm like, wow. Like it's that short pause, you know, punchline, and then the giggle comes afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We like, have a transition. Wow. Okay, we have a transition. So that, that works. Yeah. Well. Uh, we, Ed, Ed, when you gonna hit a mic? Ed got all the new. When you gonna hit a mic? Ed, when you gonna hit an open mic? I've been contemplating it because um, I did a little. I, I told the story about the 1987 Nissan Red Nissan Central that I had that didn't go in reverse or neutral. It only went in park and drive. No, true story. And um, I had to strategically park everywhere, and it was basically a death trap. But I survived it, and then came the notorious day where. Um, you're familiar with uh, the downtown Disney Hall and all, all that in downtown mm-hmm. LA. 
Uh, I parked in meter parking for a job interview in this death trap that I like to call the 87 Nissan Sentra. And I was parked like this perfectly right on the meter. Uh, this, I don't know this, I guess it was, a some, some delivery driver, literally remember if someone gets this close to me, I have to wait for them to, to move so I could go forward. Didn't go in reverse, didn't go in neutral. So I couldn't like Flintstone the, the fucking car for the life of me. Right. So I go to the interview and it's like this. And this guy just pulls up and I get out of the interview. I'm just like, this is not happening right now. Like, I'm like, okay. So I'm like, maybe if I just turn the wheel all the way to the left and just kind of jam the wheel, I can get a good clean ratio and just kind of get that all out of there. But no, I went like this, I turn and I got stuck and it was bumper to bumper. I'm just like, oh man, dude, I'm like, this is not happening. So I sat in my car and waited for the guy. It's been like two hours, right? And I'm just like, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, LAPD ticket guy is like, yeah, here, I guess they marked the cars to, to know how long you've been there. Right. And he's like, you know, you've been here for over two hours. I'm like, yes. He's like, well, I'm gonna have to write you a ticket. I'm like, please don't. I'm like, let me explain the situation. As soon as I was telling him the story, he looks at me, he's like, have a nice day. Jams. I was like, oh. So he felt he bad for me that he took off. Yeah, no, oh, he didn't. No. Oh, because the cop on my wedding uh, day gave me the ticket. Yeah, so <laughs> out comes the guy that's parked in front of me, right? And he said, hey, you hit my car. You hit my car. Look, I'm like, bro. And I, I don't know what got into me. I, I, I saw Red, told him the entire story, and the guy gave me 20 bucks. <laughs> Gives me 20 bucks, and he just jams. I'm just like, Sitting there going, I guess I could leave now. Here, fix your transmission. <laughs> Did you get the job? That's what we wanted. Did you I get got the- I got the job, yeah. But then they're like, okay, so um, do you have reliable transportation? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, okay, cool. Be here at six in the morning, which is the worst time to go to work at downtown LA, right? And uh, yeah, it took one day. I just powered on the the death trap as i like to call it and went to the the montebello mall to go look for a job there closer and i had to decline that job and that's where the fun started so literally when i would park to go to work i would circle the lot everywhere to make sure i can park into a space with the with without someone else being on the other side so i had to go like all the way through so that way i could just go this way and then yeah and then uh, people, I'm like, to me, it's like, ah, oh, that's a, a, a story of struggle. But I'm telling this at a party and people are dying on the floor. I'm like, what the? They're laughing at my at my misfortunes, right? Of growing up. And Shot in front. I'm like, yes. okay. And then, and then I said, I'm like, they're like, you got any more stories? And I'm just like, hmm, yeah, I do. I go, but okay. hold up on that. Let me, let me f- fine tune them. And one thing I learned just from watching all of you is, um, you know, keep it in the pocket. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, just, you know, one, one at a time. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, it's like, a, it's like a bankroll. You just got to keep, keep adding up, adding up, adding up, adding up. Right. And then uh, you wait for the perfect opportunity. Just go, plow. Here's my whole set. That's and then even then story. I've seen, well, I've seen you guys like not. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen the, the three of you not give away all of your material in one set because it's like, it's kind of like a playbook. Like you don't want to give your whole arsenal out. Um, 
because you're you got your arsenal, but you're still in, you're still cooking on this side. Like, okay, well, cool. Also, also, you also you that's called running the light. And then you just need some drugs, like some strength. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to run the light. Yeah, yeah. You know, set up POB punch or set up attitude punch, and you yeah. just need three or four of those, and then that bit. And then you just need a couple punches on the bit. So you just and you could you come up with a good two minutes or a good three minutes. That's you know that's that's a good start. Everything on Clubhouse, most people yeah. do three minutes anyway. Yeah, I've seen people even do like a minute set. I'm like, how do you do a minute set? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I got invited to something today. I was like, oh. And on that note, we're going to transition into something really fun. Dan, yeah. do you want to talk oh. about it? Well, oh, um, Dan. Okay. Uh, wondering, <laughs> do we have anyone in backstage, by the way, Steph? No, we do not. <laughs> oh, we do not. Oh, okay, so let's let's do this then. Fine, I'll introduce it. Fine. But wait, Dana called it something. Ah, comedian's riff. Okay. This is what Ooh. Dana has called it. Now, Dana had an idea here where we're gonna we're gonna try to be improv. People. I love okay. improv. We're that making Ed Blade okay. too. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all not right, afraid of so, the mic. You know that. So, but we but but the comment section is just a little bit quiet right now. What we need is some. We need is some. Suggestions. Suggestions. Yes, yes. There you go. Sorry. You you had the word faster than I did. I like the help. <laughs> I do it to other people as well. I'm going to put on my snazzy new reading glasses. Oh, yeah. um, oh nice. Right? To nice. see the computer screen better to read. So, so anybody, we the very Los Angeles blue. I like it. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It, the oh wait that is Los Angeles that's Royal Blue hey what what the hell happened to that koala they take him out back and like cock cock you know like in the head or anything they used to have a koala as a mascot now he's gone yeah yeah now it's a uh, I don't even know what it is Nick, now. Yeah. Nick said, don't show him all six and just give him the tip I can't wow <laughs> I don't wow. even know what that was in, well I don't even know what that was in uh in reference to. That was in reference to explaining when Ed was saying that um, he, you know, wants to give out, he doesn't want to give it all, um, all away at one time. So, so oh, Nick, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, sorry, he was giving us the meta. Well, Ed was giving us the metaphor, and Nick, I guess, <laughs> give us the live action. Um, oh right, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got it, Nick. Man, all right. Uh, well, we need we need suggestions, y'all. And um, well, we're excited though because now, um. Uh, we have our, our guests, so we can we can actually do this together. You want to uh, okay. Did anybody come Sounds up with a suggestion good. before I introduce the, the guests? Did we no suggestions? No. Uh, All right. Got, hmm, and she gets it. <laughs> Bro, this is what I'll do. Wow. All right, so we'll do it this way. We'll do a little bit of I'm a round robin. That double entendre. Um, each of us um will give a suggestion for the group. Like everybody has to rant. Off of it, like if I give the suggestion, it will be for Stefan, Dan, and okay. Ed. And um, all right, and then once Stefan gives one, it'll be for Dan, Ed, and Dana. And then once Dan gives one, it'll be for y'all, and y'all know because y'all are smart people. But listen, I think we should probably bring out our amazing guests because oh, yeah. I think this is a game we all want to play together. Oh, so, yeah. you guys from Texas, um, she is a magician, a magician, she's gonna show you some magic later. She is just amazing in every way. I do comic comedy with this woman and I would say that if if Black Don't Crack had a white sister, Mary Bacay. <laughs> so coming to the stage, coming to the stage, please welcome my sister in comedy, my dear friend, Miss Mary Bacay. 
Welcome. And I know I, Hello, I just said a couple of more important things. She is not only an amazing comedian, but she's also an amazing comedy producer. She has uh tell everybody the name of your show that you are producing through Flappers once a month. That is absolutely amazing. Oh, it's great. It's called Ready for Prime Time. <laughs> nice. All right. Like so we're, we're we're about to do a little improv. So we're before we launch into getting to know you and finding all about all about all the amazing things you're doing and all that come up for you. We're gonna do a little improv. So um, everybody gets a minute to riff off of whatever subject subject um, we choose, and we're gonna do it kind of a round robin. We're gonna start with me and go. Okay. That would be clockwise. Um, and so I'll give the suggestion for you, Dan, Stefan, and Ed, and then Stefan will give the suggestion for the rest of us, and we'll keep going until it's back to me. All right. So my suggestion. Okay. <laughs> um, my suggestion is jump rope you know what actually i'm i'm no, hmm. no, no, no better suggestion yoga mat yoga mat yoga mat yoga mat oh. yoga mat all right so stefan we're gonna clock you we're gonna, we're gonna tell us we're gonna say um uh, fine i'm gonna get my little there's a little phone clock <laughs> yoga, yoga mat, okay. yoga mat. In any part a, of it, you, you, you should have did a, a warm up. <laughs> I'm rusty. <laughs> All right, so clock me, somebody, or let's let, let's give me put me on the what clock. We, for what we're doing in a minute? Oh, how do I light you? Are we I'm gonna, gonna do this kazoo, kazoo thing? <laughs> we're very professional, Mary. Um, <laughs> so I have my timer ready. Oh, you got it. All right, I got, I got, one, I got one, one as well. It's so, better than yeah. me screaming. You're done. All right, so, I will. Like. <laughs> I will. Warm, I will warm us up. I'll warm us up. I'll warm okay. us up. All right. So all right. yoga mats, man. Who needs them? Like old school. We just had a towel. First of all, like, can we really do a down dog? Can we just like, who needs a yoga mat for real? Like the good ones cost way too much money, and then anything else is just like being on the floor. So I don't know about yoga mats. Like I think yoga mats are like jump rope mats are like welcome mats. They like mats. Like who? What? Why do we? Why do we need that? Do we just? We just want to put something between us and the floor. Um, yoga mats, man. People, <laughs> yoga is is a a poor people sport. No, it, it may, maybe maybe. <laughs> and really, you could use. Beach towels. Like when I was a kid, I thought beach towels was the greatest thing since sliced bread because it was bigger than the regular towels. And I think that a, a, a beach towel is as good as a yoga mat. I don't know if that's a minute, you guys. Just you know, <laughs> that timer, Stefan. Or are you just like, oops? <laughs> oh no, I, I thought everybody else said that. Yeah, first no, week, modding flappers. Um, no, I was just warming up. Was, yoga mat. Yoga mat is still the suggestion, Stefan. Okay, you yoga mat. Or who's uh, timing? Am I timing? Right. I'm glad to time. Okay. Let's see uh, here. All time, well, all time. Yeah. It was it was discovered not long ago that Subway had a yoga mat in the bread. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> so you know that, that explains why it's so delicious. I, I love yoga mat. Um, I agree with Dana though. You know, the beach towel was a very innovative thing. I used to use that a lot. Uh to go, when I went, went to the beach. Um see yoga mat, yoga mat. I don't know, man. That's a hard one. I used the yoga mat when I was at 24 hour fitness. <laughs> Stretched <laughs> on the yoga mat while the old man next to me, you know, stretched a little too hard. What color was wow. it? Oh, uh, the yoga mat. Yoga mat was a was a black Wait, yoga mat. mat. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but wow. I use two, two yoga mats because uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I take a lot of space uh, on the floor. <laughs> uh, can't use one. You had a yoga mat. You had a queen size yoga mat, not a that's single. Right. Not a twin, yes. not I tried a to make a Cali King uh, yoga mat, but you know, they said two, two only, two only. So anyway, <laughs> two. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with it. Wow. Yeah, subway. You know, I got the number two, one. What's oh, everybody's okay. time? Time. Time. Yeah. All right, Dan. Yoga mat. In a world Go for it. where <laughs> there is many supervillains sitting in caves and underground dwellings, inside buildings, and across the skyline, <laughs> waiting, the world needs a hero, a flexible hero, a hero that can move his legs around, get inside of tight spaces. Do that Uncle Grandpa thing where he gets into a box and it's all weird and it's recorded and you're like, whoa, dude, I think I smoked too much weed to watch this movie. Yes, in this world, the world needs a hero. And that hero is Yoga Matt. Bros, I'm here to save the day and totally show you how to, like, you know, shape your chakra out. Yeah. Yoga Matt. Yoga Matt. <laughs> and time. That, was, that, was that was hot, right. that was hot because he <clears throat> took it to the name. Damn. All right, Mary. Good job. Good job, Dan. All right, you guys. I got out. I got out my yoga mat yesterday to go do some exercise, and I took it outside. And what do I see? I hold it up. It's full of holes. Yeah, it's been captured <laughs> by my cats over the past. 15 months <laughs> into <laughs> like an origami cutout of a yoga mat. I'm like, well, this is bullshit. So then I just got a beach towel and I laid it over it. <laughs> they clean outside. Same thing. Dana, when I was a little kid, I, we didn't even have a beach towel. We had that shitty regular size towel that we would take to the public swimming pool and that just called out like, poor. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I did. I went back to the gym this week too because I'm like I'm all vaccinated, so I'm good. Uh, and I will. <laughs> I was all over a yoga mat, and I did not wash it. When I was done, I just rolled it up and put it back. We didn't have beach towels either. We didn't have beach towels either, Mary. Um, I was. I thought that was the second. <clears throat> when I met people who had beach towels. Oh, um, man, that was good. All right, Ed, you ready? All right, yeah. This this is uh, Mike Tyson at Target uh, about to buy a yoga mat. So <laughs> I, I came in five because this is this is one yoga mat that I know that I know I could use because um, I'm Mike Tyson and I don't do stretches, but at the same time, like I put my hands out, but at the same time, like, <laughs> I reached down and grabbed my toes and um, it just, it just brings me back to that one time that I bit Evander Holyfield's ear off and <laughs> I was trying to stretch out and think I could have made a movie called Bite Man and um, my candy boss was going to sell a lot. It was called Bitter Holy and I, I just couldn't wait. But, but the, the, the guy at the counter, he's like, oh, you're Mike Tyson. I'm like, yes, I'm Mike Tyson, but can you give me a discount on <laughs> This yoga mat because, you know, I am Mike Tyson, but, you know, I don't have money and I've left my wallet in my car. And it's, it's a keyless remote, a keyless remote. 
and um, I don't know where I put it at, and it went inside. But I want the yoga man because I want to do the yogas because the yogas have been like really great to me. And um, you know, if you want to, you know, just give it to me for free and just put it in in the bag, and I could put my phone number for the target, the points, and the cartwheel. And um, you know, I like the color because it matches with my shoes. And um, my dead tiger used to be white with like, black stripes, but now he doesn't live no more. But I didn't want this yoga mask. So could you just give it to me for free? Or so I could go sell checkout, pretend I'm doing something, and then just leave. Is that okay? Because I don't drink. I don't drink coffee. I only drink tea. So thank you. <laughs> that was like two minutes, but you were so fantastic. You did that. All right, Stephanie, your suggestion is on you. Oh, my we'll, we'll make this the last one because we want to talk to Mary. We wanna, um, so you did yoga mat. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, the only thing, the first thing that popped in my head. Okay, uh, I guess California State Lottery. Wow, Cal a Powerball or what? Powerball. <laughs> Powerball. Wow. I don't know. Just you know, thinking of uh, the lottery. You know, I need some money, right? We can do this. You know, I like to buy scratchers. I don't ever win. Uh, you know, but like they say, you you can't if you don't play, you can't win, right? I love, I love the lottery. I really love the lottery. You know, I want to I want to win some money and go to Vegas and spend it all. Sounds fun, right? Who doesn't like the gamble? <laughs> I swear if I spend ten thousand dollars, I swear I can get the million. I know I can. I know I can. High chances, right? Spend more, make more. Mm -hmm. Please give me my legs back, Uncle Joey. <laughs> Don't hurt me, okay? Don't hurt me. I'll pay you back. Five days from now, okay? I'll have the money. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Wow. Nice that was, time. Time. All right, Dan. Oh shit! I didn't know even his time. Okay, so <laughs> California lottery. Got it. Got it. Here we go. Sorry. Have you heard about? No, I got a better voice. <laughs> I got a better voice. I got a better voice. One of my favorites. Okay, here we go. Have you heard about this new California lottery? It's like winning gold. What we have in California is too many fucking people, and they're not moving out fast <laughs> fucking enough. So with taxes ain't working, nothing's working. There's too many goddamn people here. We got a new lottery. You get one of these lottery tickets, and then if you win, we take you up to a hill and we throw you the fuck off. <laughs> now, because we're worried about participation, it is mandatory. But hey, vote for a different guy next time, assholes. <laughs> I think that's my time. 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 Yeah, time. All right, Mary, you ready? Yeah. All right. Okay. The California State Lottery is the subject of the biggest, ugliest, meanest fight I've ever had with my husband. Wow. Right, which is what we will do with our money when we when we win the lottery, right? I'm, like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna start a foundation. Wait a minute, what do you think? <laughs> well, hold up, I'm gonna get 37 new cars. Well, hold up, wait a minute. We're not just buying <laughs> for ourselves. We gotta help the world. We'll be millionaires. Who made you in charge? Okay, that's the biggest fight. <laughs> 
Lottery winnings that never happened. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was uh <laughs> didn't happen. That was, second, wow. that was the second biggest fight over Bigfoot, but okay, that's not the subject here. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a coincidence. Those are our two wow. <laughs> oh man. All right. All right, All right who's up? So Ed, you're up, and what we'll do just because the time is ticking. So Ed, you and I get thirty seconds so we can jump into our interview. All right, cool. Ready? This is uh, the infamous Stone Cold Steve Austin buying uh, a lotto ticket. So, <laughs> hey, how are you? This is Stone Cold, and I wanted to see if I can just buy what ten thousand tickets. I don't have that much money, you piece of trash. Don't you see that I drive that big that big truck outside? And if you step outside, I'm going to crack two beers, buy two lotto tickets. What? What'd you say? What? <laughs> I said, crack two beers, buy 10 lotto tickets. What? No. <laughs> crack four beers. What? And buy 16 lotto tickets. And that's the bottom line because still, oh, I won the lottery. Oh, man. Let's go outside. Come on. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you. So, so the California lottery. Very good. I'm sorry. Let me let me go back. Yes, yes, yes. You and the impressions. First of all, we feeling. I'm feeling insufficient as a comic. I don't have impressions. So. Um, uh, I, I got work to do. All I have is a British accent. Do you have a Twitter account? Like that's all I got. Um. All right. So y'all got me on the clock. Thirty seconds will do, so we can talk okay. to Mary. Ready? All right. Go. All right, so California Lottery should do what the Ohio Lottery is doing. The Ohio Lottery is uh, giving lottery tickets to people who got the vax. And I think I don't think they rigging it for them, but they making it possible for them to get some get back. So I'm just saying, I think if we want everybody vaxxed, um, and this is statewide, I think all states ought to be giving away lottery tickets to people who get vaxxed. Just, you know, and give them, and don't just give them like the, the one set of like, when you get... Like give them five dollars worth. Give them five chances, you know, to at least get a number or two. <laughs> you just get like, like, maybe like or maybe when you get the scratchers, right? But anyway, I just think vax, uh, lottery tickets for the vax. I think that makes sense. I think it makes absolute sense. You could you're eradicating the poverty. <laughs> you're you know you're you're ramping up people's faith, and we're getting America vaxed. Um, that's probably my time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Very good. <laughs> yes. All right, so Mary, we are so happy to have you here. Um, so I got to ask all the classic questions. Everybody's got questions. How long have you been a comic and what got you started? Uh, okay, I've been a comic since 2007. Oh, okay. A long time. I, there was a few years when I had this one job that I really couldn't do it. So probably three years in there that I was like, I just used to be a comic. And then... I started back up. Well, here's what happened. Here's how I started. I was working at Sony Pictures, but I was very mm -hmm. depressed because I was I had a shitty career and it was mm -hmm. going terrible. Um, and so I just quit. Like, I just kind of like checked out. Like, I would just sit in meetings and instead of taking notes on my meetings, I would just write jokes and stuff. Like, uh, her ass <laughs> was terrible. That was pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that now. I took every person in the Sony finance department from the CFO on down and I put them into A, B, C, and D list of the finance department. 
of course, like I was the main D list leader, but then I wrote like CFO, he's the A list, blah, blah, blah. I did that. Like, and then guys, I went away. We went to an offsite for all the finance execs. I was a VP. If you can believe I was that childish there, I was a VP and I left that book on the table and they found it. And after I left, everybody got drunk and they were reading it out loud. Wow. Wow. And somebody <laughs> called me a good friend of mine, and she was oh, she was a senior VP. She was so wasted. She's like, Did you leave your book? I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So nice. glad that never happened with my life. I just made no. up like that's my stand-up comedy routine. I'm doing stand-up. And then I went home and I just like on the internet, I was just like, oh my God, I need to take a stand-up comedy class. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was wow, good recovery. Very good recovery. Like I, you, this isn't so doing stand-up is not something that you saw like as you know, like when you talk to all comedians, all comedians like have been following you know, Lenny Bruce and even, you know, they've been following whomever forever. Like we had I, on Clubhouse, they had a guy, I felt so bad because this guy like packed the house. I was like, I have no idea who this dude is. I just went in the room and listened to yeah. all the stories. So, so it wasn't like this thing where, oh, I've been watching Phyllis Diller and I want to be a comic. That's not Phyllis Diller. <laughs> what at this point? Um, yes. I, yeah, honestly, like I never saw, I mean, obviously I saw Phyllis Diller when I was growing up. She's so funny. Joan Rivers, so funny. Right. But I never really saw, um, and I, they were there, but I just didn't see them like women doing it. Like I just thought it was guys. And me and my husband would go out and have a few drinks and go to stand up clubs, but I never wanted to do it until I had to backstop my lie. And I was like, whoa. I bet, I bet I can do it. <laughs> uh, well, you, Elon Musk, you're like, yeah, PayPal was the first project we were trying to sell. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I've always been a writer. All my life, I've been a writer. I've always been a writer. And I've always written funny stuff. And so, um, to me, it was my writing that drew me into comedy. And I ended up like, I really like the feedback cycle. It's so fast. You don't have to right. write a story and then send it around. So I like how fast it is, the feedback cycle, and that you can always write new stuff. I, I have found one thing that's bad with the feedback cycle is when you're in an open mic, and just for anybody listening, after you tell a joke, don't ask, hey, was that funny? Like, go on with the rest of your act, just for those yeah. who need to know that. Yeah. Right. Um, um, so are there are there any women that you do say, oh, I, you know, you look at anybody and there's like, oh, I do like her, or that is my style. Like, you know, I don't know. Is there anybody... Well, when I started coming up and I realized like, gee, holy smokes, there's hardly any women doing this. What is up with that? Wow. I started to experience what it's like to be a gal. And like, if you're out late by yourself and you know, it's not always, there's no HR department in a comedy club. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, but for women who I like, oh, there's so many, like I love Maria Bamford. Yep. Yep. Adore her. She's like so vulnerable and so funny. I love her characters. I love Sarah Silverman. because She's mm -hmm. so filthy. I love Amy Schumer. I think she's so funny. I watched her TV show. Like I, I, I love how she writes. I mean, th those are the ones I really like now. 
Very, very nice. Now, what got you into comedy producing? Like, I know that your show is relatively new, but I can't imagine that what you're doing for Flappers, this is your, is this your first foray into producing comedy shows? No, I produced always, like when I was a comic coming up, it was a way to give get yourself stage time. Got it. And then like for me, when I came back to LA, I produced a show for a while that was an all women show. And that's just like create stage time for women comics, so they feel safe there or whatever. And now I'm doing the, the clean comedy show because I wanted to develop my own team. Right. So I try and do a new seven minutes every every show. Oh like, wow. Nice. Wow. And you're doing okay. this once a month, right? Like you start you launched in January if I'm if I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do it last Sunday of the month and it's like seven Sundays. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get them to give me a live show, but like I, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I don't know if it will die. It's, uh, it's interesting. Anybody else? Y'all got questions? Because I, I got questions. Though. I have. Well, I have a question for Mary. Yeah. And this is a very, very, very deep, thought-provoking question. That's just, um, do you find handlebar uh, mustaches to be handsome? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, zero. Uh, we're sorry if you're watching, Joe. My friend Joe, if you're watching, sorry. Mary's not calling. What she's married is other than you know the handlebar mustache. Uh, but in all seriousness, I do have a question for you. What is your opinion on this? Now, I guess it's becoming a trend. This outdoor comedy thing now uh, obviously because it was developed over with the pandemic going on but what are your thoughts on that this whole outdoor thing that's going on you know what outdoor is the worst you guys can we just all be real it's <laughs> it's a hell gig i came up in texas so like i started doing i worked at sony and then we moved to, to texas when i kind of hit comedy again in like you know 2013 i'm like i'm gonna try it again <laughs> like we did so many outdoor gigs and they're just pure hell gigs. Like there used to be one down in Laredo outside in a courtyard. It was just like, oh. <laughs> 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 your jokes just float up to the sky, right? It's better to be in a room. Wow. Right. Um, I just learned that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that bad. With new ears, um, high ceilings are bad for comedy clubs. I and, think uh, and I never knew that. And so just now when you said Scott, I was like, oh my God, that's the highest fucking ceiling of all. Right. They, no, they're, yeah. they're bad for public speaking. They're actually bad for churches. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> I think I missed what he said. I don't want to go to hell. What did he say? <laughs> so I got to ask you this, Mary, as one math lover to another, like literally of the things that you love, math, cats, and all things Chinese. Could you tell us a little bit about your love of math? I do love math. You know why? Because I love numbers. I find them very comforting, right? Because, you know, they don't lie to you. Yeah. Like I find them comforting and you're about to say <laughs> they don't lie. Like you can't, there's no mistakes to be made. And if you do make a mistake, it's, it's easy to clear it up. It's easy to know right. that the mistake's been made and, you know, and you know what you're aiming for. I love, I think it's reliable. Um, improv is my new um, boy is my new boyfriend, but math is probably my husband. You know, like improv is probably my side guy, but I'm just saying, I love that. <laughs> you know, num numbers don't lie, but you can use them in a certain way. Like, like if you say, "Did you know that 25% of students never use drugs?" That's a positive story. Now you tell the same story. 75% of students have tried drugs. Oh my god! 
Yeah, that's more statistics. Wait, hold on. Wait, say that again, Mary. Say what you just said about statistics. Say it again. Statistics that enable you to lie. I mean, to yeah, me, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> so I love that you said that. The only reason I've never heard anybody say that, but I say all the time. First of all, statistics is not real math. Let's yeah. get this. Let's get it straight. That's a science. Yeah. And so it's that it's because it's a whole mess. It's not it, it has the loopholes. So I don't consider it. Yeah. People would say to me, you do math. Can you tutor me in statistics? No, I cannot. <laughs> if I can ask you chemistry. No, I cannot. Is, isn't there a book out called How to Lie with Statistics? I've never heard. Tell us. It's, it's an actual I, publication. I no, it's an actual book. You don't know. I, know how to lie. I, I can back into a profit margin if I know the cost. <laughs> 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 now, cats. Tell us about loving cats, Mary. I think that tells you all I need. All you need to know about me. I have five cats. Oh, Girl, I thought that, you had that tells me all I need to know. Wow. <laughs> five. Um, but I do love them. All male or female? Uh, there's two males and three females. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. I'm like they're all rescues, okay? Because when you have cats, people are like, "Oh, you like cats? Here, here's another one." <laughs> <laughs> right? And you're like, "No, I can't take it." Oh well, I guess it'll die. <laughs> <laughs> it's either this or I put it on a bag on the railroad tracks. It's up to you. I'm a giant sucker that way. That's how all. <laughs> Got a question for you, Mary. You've been, you know, you've been doing comedy now, 207. So like 15, yeah. no, 14 years. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to count your downtime because once a comedy. Much off, better by now. <laughs> you are fantastic. <laughs> but like if coming, like, do you, do you think comedy has any problems that it needs to work out right now? Like as a, you know, as an art form? Oh, come on. Racism, you know, okay. misogyny. That's mm -hmm. all. Just those two. <laughs> Just those two. <laughs> Just those two. <laughs> that guy, Tony Hinflip, I mean, I'm sorry if you guys like him, but like that racist screed that he did about this for this Chinese comedian who brought him up super nice. Like, here's somebody I really admire, Tony Hinchcliffe. And then Tony Hinchcliffe goes on there and just like, just like has three minutes of racism. And so mm. I think big problem in comedy right that there's no controls and mm. that i mean or, or that people think that's funny i mean it's ugh. but it's but now but here's the thing that's interesting is it the comics fault or is it or the people's appetite of what they think is funny because that if if you don't water a plant it won't grow so people right. like this you know what i'm saying so this guy has a career because there's an audience Wherever they, wherever the fuck they are, you know, they're watering that plant. <laughs> or that oh, kind yeah. of thing. But it yeah. should be funny, right? But his it wasn't really even funny. It was just hate. There were there was no good jokes. I hear what you're saying. It's like mm -hmm. drug use, right? It's like who's to blame? The people who sell the mm -hmm. drugs or the people who create the demand. Right. And I here's the thing, and I'm with you. Like I cause in that because when someone asked me that, I, I think everybody. I think that I, I can't stand the fact that people prey on other people's suffering. And it certainly is hurt. Yeah. I hurt when people are suffering because they don't, you know, they're not even aware of themselves and someone is 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 taking advantage of that. And so, but I was just curious. Um, would you say that you believe that there are more women now? Like, I mean, 14 years in, you feel like they're 
there's so many more women, especially LA. That's why I really love it here. Like in San Antonio, y'all, there were three women comics. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's competition. Wow. I mean, hey, that's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, you know, but they'd only put one of us on a show at a time. Oh, and wow. like, but Jeez. why? And the club manager was like, nobody wants more than one woman on a show. Everybody knows that. Wow. Wow. Like, Tell me how you really feel. I'm so late to the party. I just, I, it's just unimaginable that people think that way. And I know that it's all facts. I don't think anybody's That's lying. But I'm just kind of like, like, this is, I was like, y'all, even though people pay, y'all do know this is an art form, right? Y'all do know that art forms are typically not yeah. racist or prejudiced because it's an art form, which means yeah. that, that yep. ideally everyone has a seat at the table. You know, um, exactly. Um, what is the advice you would give to the the twenty year old comic, or or yeah, to not because again, you came at a different point in your life. But if you met a a young comic, twenty year old, twenty two year old, what would you tell her? Yeah, yeah, I'm super old. I'm old. I know that didn't come out. That's what I was trying to say. What was the reason? The reason I changed the question. Let me just say this in my defense, because I love you, Mary. I told you you were you are the 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 walking black don't crack. Um, representative, um, <laughs> um, I ask that because it doesn't sound like if we, if when I do the math, that you would you cared about doing comedy at 22. So I usually would say, What would you tell no, you? 22 I really years? didn't, yeah. So if someone's doing it at 22, mm-hmm. I would just tell them not to give up because it can be very discouraging, guys. Mm-hmm. When you first start out, you're not funny and you're not, and I don't know, but, but I wasn't funny for like at least a decade, <laughs> right? I wasn't. Sometimes yeah. I'm not even that funny right now. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> Just by you saying that, I laughed. So. Right? Don't give up. That's the thing. I would tell them, yeah. don't give up. Keep going. Keep rewriting. Look at your tapes of yourself. Like, do you make yourself laugh? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would a little engine laugh. that could. I, I have a question. Sure. So you love Chinese culture and Chinese stuff. Yes. Can you speak Chinese? Yes, I do. I can. Oh, damn. That means uh, (laughs) please don't call me Karen. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Very nice. That's a bit. I'm I'm ashamed. I just did. (laughs) No, I do. I speak fluent Chinese. I lived there. I majored in Chinese in my undergrad. Nice. Wow. What uh, what problem? No, man, Mandarin Chinese? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Mandarin. Nice. And and Cantonese or just Mandarin? No, Cantonese. I don't you know, it's all the same in writing, right? So everything's written. Yeah. Same, but the pronunciation Cantonese, no. All I know is like, oh, they're speaking Cantonese. <laughs> yeah. What would be what would be the equivalent of that? I heard um because I, I live in San Gabriel Valley, so someone kind of broke it down to me. It's like they're like, Oh, you speak Spanish, right? I'm like, Yeah. He said, Well, they're Spanish from Spain, Castilian Spanish, and then there's Latin American Spanish, and then a, right above Spain is a little little section called Catalan, uh-huh. and they speak like a, it's like a Italian Portuguese Spanish blend. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and, and as as a Spaniard, um, Castilian <laughs> Spanish, here, <laughs> Castilian Spanish is um Spanish, but you do your Mike Tyson impression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had that thing with the, yeah. the, the two teeth in the front. The th- yeah, you know about yeah. Chinese dialects. The weird thing is, like, they're completely different languages. You can't understand even a word. It's not like it's an accent, you know, 
where I say, yeah. and you say uh, pop or whatever, you know, using different words, like unintelligible to each other. Like, I didn't know there's ni hao and ni ho. I'm like, whoa, what the heck? Like, yeah, so someone's like, can I just say hello? <laughs> right? They say ni ho, I'm like, what? What do you want? You call me ho? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the first time someone asked me for a cigarette in England, I thought, I, you can go on Grinder yourself. <laughs> See? Didn't say any of the bad words. You did that one right. I had the um, uh, Dana. So check this out. I ha- I also had the same reaction when I first heard this word um, from my Asian buddies as parents and Dana. So they're they're talking right and um, all they said was Nihao, you know Nihao Ma Wusha Edgar, you know yeah uh, and that's it. That's all I know. Uh, and they started bantering whatever. And I'm talking to my friend John Wang and he's like I, I kept hearing this word Dana. They say it as uh, uh, they were saying something that nuka 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 nuka. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like my, my son listens to K-pop. Oh. Right, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard yeah. it. In and I'm like and they, they looked at me like what, what are you talking about? I'm like well, what is that word? Why are you saying that? And then they're like they look dumbfounded like what are you talking about? Like we're speaking our, our native tongue and I'm just like Someone please explain what the fuck is Are they saying the word? No, no. No, it's like saying no. that, that, that. Um, that. Um, oh, but it um, sounds like that, like that kind of. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Sounds like it very much. Like it's, <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. But, it is, but, but the thing is, if you hear it in context, like I did, my son loves K-pop, so he was, yeah. they were singing, and I was like, hey, what? Uh, what happened? What? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's there. It's there. I didn't, and I'm still. I know that there's a difference between Korean, Japanese, Chinese, and I'm, you know, but I'm still trusting that it's, you know, that that word where I, you know, obviously it doesn't mean that in that language, yeah. but yeah. No, it doesn't so, at all. It doesn't yeah. Matter. It just means <laughs> over there or that, you know, like yeah. because jolly jar jar jolly it means here, so jaga means this one, right? And nali nar means over there and so nega it means yeah. that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it sounds terrible in the united states of america but you just said it so well like i got you oh we just lost the brother he'll be back um, uh, well he might not see his 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 neighborhood is going through the purge right now oh, he just sent us right. thing. Oh, um, right. no it's it's his power just went off it was scheduled but he right. Right. Yeah, rolling blackout Right, right. I see it now. I see it now. All right. Because I was like, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Ed. It wasn't. Yes. Thank you, Ed. And by the way, for any of you worried, not really the purge. That was a joke. We're comedians. Like, oh, no. We better lock up. Pull down the shades. <laughs> Somebody lock the door. By the way, I, I've seen, I haven't seen all the movies, but if you haven't seen the first purge, that one was actually really good. And There's a new a- one coming out this year about the pandemic. You got to read about it oh. online. It's going to be crazy. But the first wow. purge was done pretty well and you know so the the and then the, the movie the first purge movie well that was a little bit okay compared to that one but um yeah we so I know like, oh i got but i have a question for me do anybody else have questions because I, I was just gonna questions. say do you want to tell us about your green thumb mary my green thumb i do love plants but uh i cannot keep them alive <laughs> And then when they die, I never like to, um, I never like to throw them out because like, there's always hope, right? <laughs> My husband's like, what are all these dead plants in the back? I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know it's time to give up on them. They could. Right. Yeah. So my mom was such a great gardener and I never give up, but it's just like, I'm a murderer. <laughs> no, well, winner. You could put a positive spin. You could say you're a botany necromancer. 
That's funny. I love that. I love that. Um, Mary, have you had a chance to tour the country as a comedian? Um, I have. Yeah. I mean, I've gone on small tours, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think the best gig I ever got, I told you about this Dana, right? Was I, uh, they had me open for Mike Epps. I just like, it just, no. yeah, well, I like, I was in Corpus Christi and I was supposed to feature and I was thrilled. It was 30 minutes. Right. When I was in Texas and the comedy, the, uh, the, the headliner was like, I got good news and bad news. Uh, you're knocked down to opener. That's the bad news, but the good news is the headliner is Mike Epps now. Wow. And so like his manager just liked, I don't know, his manager of my stuff just resonated with his manager. And so they um they put me on a few tour dates with them, which is so wow. Yay! Congratulations, man. That's that's huge. That's huge. So, uh, I felt really blessed. So we, I think I did like a, I did a bunch of dates in San Antonio with them, and then I, we went to Midland and uh, uh, El Paso. Oh, wow! Wow! Congrats! Big, like a thousand people in the audience. Wow! wow. Very nice. Very, I was going to say that. Now that sounds hot, and I've heard that he has a very devoted fan base. He so does, and you know what? It's like, like what's some old white lady doing opening? And I'm like, what? I'm white? What? <laughs> right and um, <laughs> I almost couldn't do anything wrong you know I almost because they were there to see my gap so they didn't really give a shit about me right? <laughs> and he only ever has one person out in front of him so you do 20 when you open for him and then he does the rest of the show wow wow how, how long did he did he go when uh, was the set when you uh, would, would do the show oh my god one time he went to like 1 a.m. one of the corpus shows you know he sold out every mm -hmm. night there you no know, and it was you were just like uh that was part of the blessing of like i get to watch this guy for free like five shows in a row you know oh my god he's so good he's so funny and people adore him and i like they stay hours after and take pictures with him and stuff he was really good but it was his manager that really liked me right mm -hmm. i told the manager i was like his name is tc i told him like tc i feel like mike maybe he doesn't even know my name <laughs> <laughs> And TC goes, but he just on stage, he just called you his girl. <laughs> I don't think he ever knew my name, but it's okay. Like, I still, it's really a blessing. Wow. So great. That's a you huge, know, I, benefit, I, huge benefit. I, I did see one of my favorite comedians live once at the Brea Improv, and they had packed the house at $50 a ticket, which they made some wow. jokes about that. Yeah. But, like, he was going at the beginning of the show, he goes, and and I think he did this for the the serving crew. He goes, by the way, I you know I'll go along. I always do, you know, whatever. And he lets them know from the beginning of the show. But I've heard that he throws even more money at their tip. Sorry, I went an extra twenty minutes. You had to stay here twenty minutes. Here you go. Bye. <laughs> and wow. like you know, you know. So if anyone's a fan of Doug Stanhope, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Epps did that too. He treated everybody great, money wise. He sold out every night and was late every night, and he tipped out everybody. So, wow. wow, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, he's playing soon. Actually, Mike Epps. I saw a thing uh, for him, uh, Nikki Glazier. There's a lot of big, 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 big shows coming up. Yeah, they had to sit around for like a year. You know. Right. Oh yeah, they even just started posting up again the uh, comedy store, like the you know people who are playing, man. <sighs> Some big names on there. <laughs> I know. You know they're only going to take names for like the first, you know. The rest oh, of yeah. 
They got yeah, they got to recoup. Well, we're gonna get in there, Mary. I don't care. Like we are, we are, we're epic. We're busting. We're busting. Kick kick the door down, man. I'm gonna pretend to be Santa Claus. (laughs) Who's a bigger name than Santa Claus? I bring you gifts, bitches. (laughs) Bring me in. Let me in. (laughs) Like I like the fact that comedy's coming back. Everybody's written new stuff that I've seen. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't see anybody doing their pre. COVID stuff. So maybe it was good to take a break. Who knows? We'll see. I guess. We'll see. Wow. Well, Mary, what's next for you? We want to tell everybody where they can follow you, can see you. You got shows coming up. Tell, tell us. Okay. I am going on the road. Uh, I'm doing a headline a weekend in Utah. Thank goodness for that clean material. Right. Is that the uh, electric, electric comedy? comedy? Yeah. We're doing, I'm doing electric comedy June 11th and 12th. Yeah. 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 Val. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Now, is and that then, the headliner is Jim Gaffigan because it's Utah, right? Or no? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's fine. Uh, and then at least I'll be able to go to the right hotel room they provide. When I toured with Epps, I just paid my own hotel room. I just like found a hotel oh. and checked in. And the matter GC was like, I got you a room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we paid the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Anyway, okay. I got that coming up on the 12th and the weekend before I'm actually doing a preview of the of that show. So like on my long set, I'm doing a preview June 5th at Ooh, the nice. Comedy Cafe on, on Hollywood. So that'll be fun. That'll be oh that'll nice. Be fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, and then the McLean show on the 30th. So May 30th. Come on, come on. <laughs> Where's the clean show on the 30th? Where? Flappers online okay. Zoom show. Oh, yeah. your show, your show. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, got it. So I, I do have to tell you one of my favorite things I heard at a clean show was this. So I had to tell the guy that in some shit. I'm I'm fucking sorry, Mark. I know it's a clean show. <laughs> People do it, man. Even my headliners <laughs> on my clean show, one of them was like, bitch, this, and I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> no, no, I was speaking German. That's for generosity. Oh, <laughs> oh I think Yeah, you gotta keep on top of people. Everybody can slip, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you guys give her a follow. We got the uh Instagram right there. Thanks, guys. Oh yes. And we have your Facebook right here too. I hope that's okay. Yeah, you guys follow and everybody listening if you're listening to the archive please check mary out uh reach out to her find out more about her shows very funny comedian an amazing comedian to work with um and that's all i can say uh right back at all y'all honestly i've seen all your shows thank Thank you (laughs) thank you i saw you twice last week i know i'm like steven bowman i know that guy (laughs) You you killed it you did good you did very good very good. Thank you so much. That's it. Well, thanks Thank for you. having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, yes. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. We appreciate it. So, with that, you guys, I guess we'll call it a night. We yes. are. All right. So, uh, Mary, we're just going to say goodbye if you want to hang around while we do goodbyes. Um, but if you're in a hurry, we totally understand. We have kept you and you have hung in there with us. We just want to thank all of our regulars, Nick, Cat, Crab Crew, even with your tip um, comment. We are so glad to have you. <laughs> um, I saw Lauren Bowman earlier. Let me see who else is in here. Uh, Enthraller. Uh, we saw Lauren. Um, and then the regulars and everybody who will meet us online and in the archives and on YouTube. We just thank you for being with us. 
Olay handlebars. I'm not you even gonna love that. Nick's new Californian picture. Look at that duber. That is a good size duber oh, that he's sitting there with his seatbelt on because you're Californian. Oh, I didn't know what I was like. Is it? I didn't know there was a joint. That's a huge goddamn joint, dude. All right, <laughs> Nick, you're making it hard. You're smiling so hard. Whoa, you're making it hard to say goodnight, everybody, Nick. So, anyway, just you guys, we thank you and to our online community. Thank you for rocking with us. Remember, yes. ther Therapy of the Absurd is um, our next show will be two weeks from today. Uh, and that is May the what is it, the 27th? Because today's 13th. So, we'll see you guys again in two weeks. Um, yes. And just stay tuned so we can tell you who our guests are. Thank you again, Mary Bouquet. And good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good, good evening, friends. Good evening.